Hello, and welcome to Purple Clementine, where I find you a new story every week. This week's story is titled, My Mother Always Taught Me That Baked Goods Were the Best Way to Make a New Friend, posted on Reddit's No Sleep by Donut Blink. Please enjoy. Remember growing up, watching sitcoms where these young, broke, 20-somethings lived in glamorous apartments and managed to eat out every other day? I do too. Which is why I felt a little bit jaded when I first started apartment hunting and realized that the places within my budget were much less chic. The building I finally settled on was older than my grandparents and still overpriced. But the freedom of having my own place to live in was so great that I hardly minded. I managed to spruce up the place, first by throwing every cleaning product I could afford into every nook and cranny. Then, with my meager budget, I found a few cool older pieces of furniture and art at Goodwill and garage sales and went full-on Pinterest DIY at decorating my new home. At the end of the day, it still wasn't the movie set of a rom-com about a spunky girl making her way into the real world, but it did feel a lot more like home. Even though I'd moved into the city, my suburban sense of neighborliness was still instinctual. So not long after settling in, I found myself wanting to reach out to those who shared my floor. My mother always taught me that baked goods were the best way to make a new friend, so I pulled out my Betty Crocker cookbook and set to whipping up a batch of ooey-gooey chocolate chip cookies. After coating my newly cleaned kitchen and myself in flour, I had three batches of cookies, one for each apartment on my floor. I cleaned myself up and took my first batch to the place right next to mine. Apartment C. I'd barely tapped on the rotting door, rust making use of the knocker impossible when it swung open quickly. I had to look down to see you stood in the opening. The old woman was tiny, the top of her head barely coming up to my breasts. Her snow-white hair was curled into elegant but dry and frizzy curls. She wore a floral housecoat that looked far too thick for the warmth of spring, creeping through the hallways. Hello? Her voice crackled like a bonfire as she spoke. Who are you? Hi there. I put on my best pageant smile and held up the tray of cookies, determined to win over my new neighbor. I just moved in next door and I thought I'd come to introduce myself. The woman stared at me, her expression unreadable. My smile was unwavering as I held up the cookies. I'm Molly. I reached out a hand to shake. Molly, she parroted back to me. Yes, I brought you cookies. My voice was coated with sugar, sweeter than the cookies, hoping to warm her up. I guessed that no one had come to see her in quite a while. She seemed confused, and even though I'd found her in her own apartment, she was lost. What's your name? Agnes. Her voice was so soft and gravelly that it almost sounded like a rusty door hinge opening. Hi, Agnes. It's a pleasure to meet you. I lifted the foil off of the cookies. The smell of chocolate and vanilla wafting off of them. I hope you enjoy chocolate chip. Her lips spread into a hesitant smile, the skin around her lips cracking as she did so. She reached out and took the plate of cookies before abruptly shutting the door. The whole interaction struck me as odd, and it wasn't just the woman's demeanour. Something just felt wrong. I opted to go home instead of visiting my other neighbours, just wanting to be alone. I don't know why I felt so off-put. Sure, Agnes was 
strange, but usually nothing could make my friendliness and extroverted nature waver. Back inside my apartment, I felt much more comfortable, lighter. I spent the rest of the evening relaxing. I took a nice long bath, soaking in Epsom salts and peppermint oils. Afterwards, I wrapped myself in a fluffy robe and snuck a few cookies off of the top of the other neighbor's plates as I flipped through the channels. As I snuggled into the cushions of my cheap couch, one of the only new things in the apartment, I settled on a rom-com I'd seen a few times before. I couldn't hear the dialogue through the music coming from next door. A loud waltz played through the wall. I tried turning up the TV, but I just couldn't tune out the music. Eventually, irritated, I decided to head next door. I plastered on my award-winning smile yet again and walked into the hallway. The music was so loud that the knocker on Agnes' door was shaking. I nervously lifted a fist to knock on the door. When it stopped, silence rung heavily in my ears. Although irritated, the cause of my frustration was gone, and I no longer had any reason to complain. The next day, I decided to stop by and see my other neighbours. Taking my tinfoil-covered plates, I knocked on the door of apartment A, but no one was home. Heading over to apartment B, I met Roger. Roger was in his late twenties and well put together in a cardigan and pressed slacks. He invited me in for coffee and we shared the cookies. It's nice to finally have another person living on this floor, he mused, pouring the coffee. It can get a little lonely in here. The other neighbours aren't very social, I asked, accepting a mug. What other neighbours? he laughed. Cream or sugar? Yes to both. I nodded and he turned to the cupboard. Well, I haven't met whoever lives in A, but I brought cookies to Agnes. Agnes? Roger raised an eyebrow, setting down the cream and sugar and taking a seat. Yeah, the little old lady in apartment C. I suppose that she kept to herself and that he'd maybe never seen her. She certainly looked like she'd never stepped outside. Nobody lives in C. His brow shuffled. You and I are the only two on this floor. Maybe she's just moved in, I pondered. Or perhaps she just rarely goes outside and you've missed her. She certainly did seem like a shut-in. Roger's brow had furrowed deeper, his demeanour changing from friendly to concerned. Molly, I'm not sure who you met. He shook his head. My brother-in-law, Jason, owns the building. He bought it cheap because of the renovations that it needed. This entire floor and part of the second was damaged by a fire. It wasn't livable. Jason has been having it fixed, but this apartment was only finished about six months ago. And yours he finished last week. You didn't even have time to clean the place before you applied for it. Well, then, maybe he's just finished apartment C and Agnes moved in? I took a sip of my coffee my explanation seeming thoroughly logical. No. Roger shook his head again. He's starting A this week, but it'll be a while before he gets to C. That's where the fire started. It's going to take months to repair and replace everything in there. Well then, who did I see? I asked, growing concerned. There was a woman who answered the door. Most likely a squatter, he shrugged, although I could tell that he too was unnerved. I'll call Jason tonight and have him check it out. I agreed with Roger that his plan was solid. Although I wasn't exactly comfortable with living next door to a squatter, I'd only lived in the city for a week. I really wasn't ready for that. 
So I suppose you thought I was the one playing the music so loudly last night. I laughed. I'm surprised you're being so kind, assuming that I caused such an innuisance. Roger tilted his head to the side slightly, his features wrinkled in confusion. What music? I laughed, assuming that he was messing with me, but his expression remained. You know, the waltz that was playing last night. You have to have heard it. No, I didn't hear a peep. He shook his head. I didn't press the matter. Maybe he'd had some odd sense of humour. Maybe his walls were thicker than mine. Not wanting to overstay my welcome, I thanked him for the coffee and made my farewell. He was polite in his goodbye, telling me to stop by whenever I liked. He was nice. And cute. And I found myself thinking that I may just have to do that. And maybe give him my number as well. Back in my place, I sat down at my computer and opened up Facebook. Roger had introduced himself with his full name, and I figured that I might be able to do a little snooping to see if he had a girlfriend or whatever. I searched for a while, scrolling through page after page of Rogers with similar last names. As I was about to give up, I remembered that he was related to the landlord. If I could find him, then surely I'd be able to find Roger. He popped up right away. It even looked like we had a few mutual friends, which wasn't surprising. The building is close to the college I attended. Jason's page didn't list him as married, which I found odd, but guessed that maybe Roger used brother-in-law as a catch-all term for the guy my sister is dating. I scrolled through pictures looking for a girlfriend that would link him to Roger. I found vacation photos, family reunion pictures, etc., but no girlfriend. As I clicked through an album, I reached a photo of Jason all dressed up next to an older woman in a housecoat. Agnes? Her grin was the same as it had been the other day, her dark eyes looking right through me. I don't know what came over me, but I had to show Roger. Grabbing my phone, I snapped a picture of my screen and ran out to the hallway in my pyjamas. I marched right to his door and knocked as loudly as my shaking hands would allow door creaked open and I expected to see Roger standing there looking at me like a crazy person. Except he wasn't there. No one was. I pushed the door open a bit further looking inside. The apartment was empty. The table I had sat at only a few hours earlier was gone. The tastefully decorated living room. Darren. I'm sitting on my apartment floor as I write this shaking. I turned around almost immediately after seeing what I saw in Roger's apartment. As I rushed down the hallway, Agnes stuck her head out of the door to smile at me and wink. I don't know what any of this means or what's even real. All I know is that I've locked the door and put on earplugs playing the loudest music I could find, but I still can't drown out that waltz. Thanks for listening, and keep in mind that all links are in the relevant text boxes. Share with your friends, and I'll see you next week on Purple Clementine.